Welcome to Hacking Your ADHD, part of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. I'm your host, William Kerb, and I have ADHD. On this podcast, I dig into the tools, tactics, and best practices to help you work with your ADHD brain. Why do we make bad decisions in the moment? We've all got things that we regret doing, right? Yeah, me neither. But let's say hypothetically there was something that we regretted doing. Something that we said or did that feels like it doesn't really reflect on who we are as a person. Why is it that I can have the best of intentions, and yet still, when it comes time, I make the wrong decision? Today, we're going to be exploring the hot-cold empathy gap and why it can be so difficult for us to predict what we're actually going to do in the moment. If you'd like to follow along on the show notes page, you can find that at hackingyouradhd.com slash empathygap. But first, need help staying focused? Adult Study Hall might be the answer for your wandering attention. I've talked about the magic of body doubling and how it can do wonders for your productivity. If you want something structured and with dedicated work sessions for things like working out, cleaning, and writing, let me direct you to ADHD Rewired's Adult Study Hall, which you can check out at hackingyouradhd.com slash studyhall. I use Adult Study Hall nearly every day to help keep me on task while I'm working on this podcast, so you may see me there working on the next episode. That link again is hackingyouradhd.com slash studyhall. All right, keep on listening to find out why it can be so hard to predict what we do sometimes. When we think about empathy, we're typically talking about our ability to understand what other people are feeling. However, we can also think about empathy in terms of thinking about how we're going to feel in the future. Except that when we're thinking about how we're going to feel in the future and what we're going to do in future situations, we often get it wrong. This is called the hot-cold empathy gap, and this term empathy gap was coined by Harvard University psychologist Daniel Gilbert. We often think we know how we're going to act in certain situations. If someone says something rude to me, I'm going to be angry and deliver a smart comeback. Well, maybe. Usually doesn't happen that way. How often have we thought of a comeback 20 to 30 minutes too late? Or been in a situation where, upon reflection, we think about how we could have handled things just so much better? Think about things like our bedtime routine, how we're using our phone, what we're eating, how often we're exercising really anything where we planned something and we were in a different state when we went to do it. We've all been there when it comes to not following through with our plans. We've been lying in bed thinking about everything that we're going to accomplish tomorrow. Tomorrow, we're going to get our life together and we're not going to let ADHD hold us down. And then there's tomorrow. We don't do those things. We're tired. You know, from staying up late, dreaming about how we're going to fix our lives. And then we don't do those things we dreamed about. Rinse and repeat. How is it that we can feel so motivated in the evening, but when it comes time to do things, we just can't execute? When we're thinking about ourselves, we have trouble imagining a different version of us. A version who is feeling different things and acts in a different way. And this totally makes sense, because I'm me, and who I am doesn't change throughout the day, right? But, of course, we also know that we act differently when we're angry, or that we'll behave differently if we're scared. I'm not the same person when I'm feeling overwhelmed as I am when I'm feeling sure of myself. 
Nonetheless, when I'm calm, it's hard to imagine what I'm like when I'm angry. And when I'm angry, it's hard to imagine how I'd act differently if I was calm. Just think about the last time you stayed up too late in the evening. We all know that sleep is vital for our ADHD management, and yet a lot of us have a really hard time getting to bed on time. And so if we know the value of going to bed on time, how is it that we stay up late over and over again? How is it that we're unable to follow through on those bedtime routines that we've set up? It all comes down to the fact that we can't imagine ourselves in those situations, or how we're going to feel in those situations. We're not imagining how we feel when we're sitting on the couch and choosing to hit, I'm still watching on Netflix. We don't see what our internal mental state is like. That dopamine-depleted, tired brain state. When we're planning out that evening routine, we go, yeah, I'm going to do that because it's important to do that, so of course, that's what I'm going to do. I mean, sure, last time I ignored the three alarms on my phone, but this time, it's going to be different. Hey, Will, why is it going to be different this time? Because, well, you know, I'm just going to do it. Yeah, sure you will. Our inability to predict how we'll feel in these states goes both ways as well. Usually after lunch, I'll get a craving to have something chocolate, and most of the time, I'll give in to these cravings, because while I'm having that craving, it is hard for me to imagine what it would be like to not have that craving. It feels like I'm going to be craving that chocolate for the rest of the day, that if I don't give in and have that chocolate, that I'm going to be distracted by this feeling until I do give in, that no matter what, I will eventually give in, that the craving is going to win, so I shouldn't put off the inevitable. Except that's not true. I know it's not true. There have been plenty of times that I've resisted the urge, or just been too busy to think about it. And I was fine. Completely fine. The urge went away. But I also have trouble imagining what this urge is going to feel like right now. As I'm writing this, I'm trying to imagine what this urge feels like, and I'm kind of drawing a blank. I mean, I know I'm going to feel this way in a couple of hours, but how bad could it be? I should be able to resist because I know it'll just go away, right? And that there is the hot-cold empathy gap. I'm in a cold state right now, thinking about that urge. And my brain is telling me that, nah, it won't be so bad. You can just resist it. But then how in the heck have I given into this urge more times than not? It's because I'm not accurately gauging how I'm going to feel. And this has a huge impact for ADHD. When we're planning, we can't picture how we're going to feel, so we just assume that we're going to feel just as motivated and clear as we're feeling right now. But that's not how we're going to feel when we're actually going through with these plans. So this can easily manifest as us over-planning our days. If I'm in a motivated state while I'm doing my planning, I feel like I can do anything. And why not just skip planning those breaks? Because I don't feel like I need to take one now. Why would I feel like I need to take one in the future? And we don't just have trouble understanding these future states. When we look back at our actions, we feel like we should have acted differently. I should have stood up for myself. I shouldn't have been so lazy. I should have made better choices with what I ate. But when I'm making these judgments on past me, I'm not thinking about how I may have been scared, or that I was tired from a bad night's sleep, or that I was just really freaking hungry. This makes it incredibly difficult to troubleshoot our problems. If I'm telling myself that I was just being lazy rather than the fact that I was tired or overwhelmed, then I'm going to be working on the wrong solution. And let me tell you that most of the time, we're not actually being lazy. There's usually something else going on. 
So let's stop calling ourselves lazy, okay? Additionally, these empathy gaps can influence how we're judging other people. If I'm not in a certain state, I'll feel like I would have made a different decision. Let's say I hear a story about someone having unsafe sex. In my head, I say, well, I'd never do that because, well, that's not the kind of person I am. But right now, I'm feeling pretty level-headed. It's easy for me to make level-headed decisions. But if I'm in the heat of the moment, I'm pretty sure I'd be a lot more willing to make some bad decisions of my own. We can use this empathy gap to explain anything where we consistently set good intentions but never follow through with them. Think about things like planning your week or day, getting to bed on time, journaling, exercise. So what can we do about these hot-cold states? Well, right now we're taking the most important step in understanding that these states exist. And while I'm sure most of us intuitively understood that we act differently when we feel different, it's still something that's hard for us to pin down. That, sure, we knew it, but we still kind of felt like, well, it'll be okay this time. And that thinking needs to be erased from our brains. No, next time is not going to be different. We're going to feel the same way, so we need to plan ahead on how we're going to deal with those feelings. What we often need is a nudge in the right direction when we're in a different state. We need to make making the right decision easier, or at least to make the bad decisions more difficult. For example, if someone is trying to eat healthier, one of the best steps they can take is to get the junk food out of their house. In the moment right now, it feels like, no, if I'm trying to eat healthier, why would I eat junk food? If I say it's not an option, I just won't eat it. But this isn't a matter of willpower. This is a matter of that when you're craving those M&Ms, that willpower doesn't matter. That you're just going to go seek out those M&Ms anyways because your M&M craving brain says it's time to get M&Ms. But if we don't have those M&Ms in the house then that makes that quest for them a whole lot more difficult. And we can use this method for a lot of things. If I want to go to bed on time, but I'm consistently using my phone in the evening and that's keeping me up, then it might be a good time to set up some blocks on my phone to deal with that. Accountability can also be another great option for making the right choices. While it won't solve everything, if I know that I'm going to have to report back on what I did, then that is absolutely going to affect my thinking and actions. Another idea for getting past this gap is to also break things down into smaller steps. I may not feel like journaling, but sure, I'll be able to at least open my journal. And sure, I'll at least be able to date the page. But just as importantly here is if at any point I still don't want to do the thing, I should allow myself to stop. Because our dumb brains are smart. It'll figure out that those first two steps are a trick, that I fully intended to keep going regardless of how I felt, and it will then shift that resistance to opening my journal and writing the date. Don't try and trick your brain. It's going to know what you're up to. Instead, think of this as just adding some grease to the wheels. You're just helping things get going if they are going to get going. That way we can be less judgmental when things don't happen. And finally, we can also just think about practicing situations where we would be in a different state. If we already have set up options of what we can do when we're in those states then it makes it a lot easier to go with the decisions that we actually want to make. Having the freedom to do whatever we want is the fastest path to making bad decisions. We want to limit our options because the you that's in the heat of the moment is going to make different decisions than the you who's in a cold state. Thanks for sticking with me all the way to the end. Before you go, though, let's do a quick rundown of today's top tips. 1. 
The hot-cold empathy gap occurs when we fail to predict how our emotions are going to affect our decision-making when we're in that state. 2. This doesn't only apply to things like being angry or depressed, but can also apply to our motivation or energy levels. Our ADHD can easily let us overcommit on projects because we fail to predict that we might have less drive or motivation when it comes time to actually do the task. 3. We can work on mitigating some of the effects of the hot-cold empathy gap by making the decisions we want to make easier to make in the moment. We can also use tools like accountability and breaking down our tasks to help keep us on track. For this episode's show notes, just go to hackingyouradhd.com slash empathy gap. That's it. Thanks for listening. I'd love to hear what you thought of this episode. You can reach me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HackingYourADHD, or you can connect with me over at HackingYourADHD.com slash contact. For this episode's show notes, you can go to HackingYourADHD.com slash winning. I'd also like to encourage you to go check out the other podcasts on the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. For in-depth interviews with fellow ADHDers and ADHD experts, go check out ADHD Rewired with Eric Tivers. If you're a parent with ADHD or have a child with ADHD, definitely check out Brendan Mahan's show, ADHD Essentials. If you're interested in exploring issues of diversity in ADHD, then be sure to check out ADHD Diversified with MJ. For those late-diagnosed women, moms, and professionals, there's also the ADHD-friendly lifestyle with Moira Mapin. I also do a live Q&A with all the hosts of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network every second Tuesday of the month at 10.30 a.m. Pacific. If you'd like to register for the next one, just go to ADHDrewired.com slash events. And now for your moment of dad. You know, I just find elevator jokes to be so uplifting. Plus, they work on so many levels. (laughs) 